Hi everyone, welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm Langdon DeMint. And I'm Julian Taylor. And welcome to our podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm number one bald guy, Langdon DeMint, with my shared number one. Thank you very much. Waiting to see what was going to come there. Yeah, You liked that, didn't you? How's it going, Jules? It's good. I've... Um... I've had the hair cropped, especially, so that I, I feel comfortable in the bald guy situation. It is about time. We've gone a little lower. How are things across the pond? Well, it's good, apart from the head's feeling rather cold, because as per usual, great British summer, we had two days of heat wave, and then it's cloudy, grey, and cold again. So, what, You know, I saw, what was that? A few days ago, I saw, was it... Scotland, Scotland. The sun, the sun, the sun was seen in Scotland. In like what for twenty degrees Celsius or whatever? I think I saw over there. Yeah, it was, might have even been higher. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, here we're in the depths of Tennessee. We've entered the bowels of the beginnings of the heat. We've had some humidity, and I think a couple of days ago it hit ninety. So we are. Um, I love it when you say it hit 90. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> hot. It's hot. Microwave. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those when you take a shower, then you walk outside and you sweat for like five minutes and you're like, I got to take another shower. So we're, we're in the, we're embarking on this, but have you been able to play any golf lately? Yeah, I've played a little bit of golf. Um, yeah. Um, and my, <laughs> Caroline always says to me, how did he get on? And I say, some good holes, some bad holes. <laughs> and that kind of is pretty, pretty much summing it up at the moment. That's a true journey. As somebody said to us at, at, when we did a live event a few weeks ago, um, a good walk spoiled, which is quite a, a regular response. And it has felt rather like that. <laughs> I might just not take the clubs next time and just walk. <laughs> just walk the golf course. <laughs> Maybe it won't spoil it. So. You could do invisible golfing, so you just you walk it, but you just you know just yeah, just like make a putt and and feel really good about it. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. You're coming in clear on a different note. That this is a major step forward. We, I think we need to explain to the audience that. Um, the tech we use has been interesting the last few times we've done a pod where I could barely hear Langdon talking. Or vice versa. And vice versa. So so it's really innovative that we can actually hear each other today. So it actually might be a better quality of pod, hopefully, as a result of it. For the rest of us, it's innovative. Just sad note. Okay. Yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> but it sounds better when it comes from your perspective. Innovative. Innovative. Yeah, so this should be good because I can hear you well, very well, as well. So this should be, yeah, yeah, and a, concur, I concur. Yeah. Well, this month in kind of shifting a little bit, and I don't know if you're aware, and I don't know, you know, we have, what is it, World World Safety Day is April 28th, I want to say, usually. Um, I don't know, does the UK, does it have a like safety month framework? I don't recall. No, no. 
I think there's there's things like safety days and sure yeah um, well here we have a designated safety month now I say here it's an NSC thing and I like it it's a good push but it's it's pretty it's fairly adopted ish I think just from from the perspective of you know. It's something that NSC is doing. So everybody, that's the National Safety Council for those, if, if you happen to not know. Um, but putting forth and just trying to put health and safety at the focus. And I like it because every year, not only is it that whole month, but then every week there is a different thing. Now, I know as, as this podcast is, is going to be released, it'll be a little later. But it, I think it's something worth even thinking about. Maybe some reflecting and then how can we adopt this for a continual? So, you know, do we need to make safety one month, Jules? Well, I was going to say, if we, if we have safety month in June, does that mean we don't do safety the rest of the year? We can just take the time out. Party month in July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's a good point. And I, I wonder if, you know, every year we... It, it kind of, to me, if we don't watch out, it becomes the whole, what's the top, you know, the top 10 incidents that happen every year, this and that. And it's pretty easy to become, I'm not going to say numb, but numb to, you know, your top incidents, your slip, trip and falls, your top uh, OSHA, um, what you call it, violations. So, but they're usually going to be some of the hot topics, quote unquote, because there are the constant nags or the constant issues that, that we see. So this week we had emergency preparedness, slip trip falls, uh, heat related illnesses and hazard, hazard recognition. Yeah. Which you know, to me, I, I always like talking about hazard recognition just because that's one of the, I feel like forefronts really of anything we should do, whether you're driving, not even in the work, that's a pretty, pertinent one but i don't know i think you could almost think of that and then every week i mean we have 52 weeks a year we could have we could start Jules, our own safety years safety yeah national safety year every year every year yeah 12 months yeah sounds tiring but it's not a bad idea but <clears throat> I think as as we think about it, what I like is what if, what if we did do to that extent? What if organizations thought about it more from, and I get there's a lot of places that this is a big step, putting a, a, a big focus on a national safety month. And I think it's great. But what if we do that every month? So it is in essence a national safety year every year. Well, that 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 was my thought. I'm a bit of a cynic, Lang Langdon. Well, you know I'm a cynic because because I'm I'm always cynical with you. Um, no, but but we have so many of these national days, national months, national weeks, um, and in most cases, what you look at, you think, well, actually, we should just be doing that all the time. Mm -hmm. You should be. We shouldn't need a, a month or a week or a more a special day to focus. We should be doing it all the time. Yeah. And I know when we were talking about this, 52 subjects might be slightly challenging. 
Well, you're going to every year is going to be there. <laughs> Even for a Jedi like you, it might be slightly challenging to come up with 52 sort of different subjects. And there's a danger, doesn't it, that that actually if we have 52 subjects, it loses its impact slightly because it's, oh, what are they going to talk about this week? But I actually think what you could do as an organisation is say, right, let's have a subject per month. So I don't think that's overbearing. So 12 subjects through the course of the year. Um, and, we're, and we're going to focus on those. Those are the things that we're going to focus on. And then we can start to say, right, okay, so for each month, that's our subject. What are we going to do to support it? What are the things that we can do to support that? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you go first, Langdon. What's one of the first things that we could do as part of our monthly program? Hmm. You know what I like about that? And and then I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll give you this. We did, a few years ago, I was working for an organization. Now, I've actually been pretty fortunate. Both of them, the last two that I've been at, kind of had, we did themes. It wasn't always, uh, I feel like, the best in its implementation. I'm not going to say application, but I think implementation as far as the cadence of kind of that theme. But I like I like that because if you frame everything around around it for that month, it's not going to be an everyday, and that's fine. It's the cognizance of everyone understanding, though. Hey, there is a theme. You know, you know, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. Whatever hazard recognition, all and before they do their job, think about it. What, what is what is something I should look for? What's something I should see? You know, and just that extra thought and that's why i like i do like that idea and for me i always like starting golf i mean it it's a quote-unquote training learning whatever but i like starting off with just a general you're getting people together even if it's your whatever whatever falls the first first through the third of the month whatever day that falls on just getting everyone together and it could be this could be a pre-job startup talk, quick toolbox talk. Hey, our theme of the month for, you know, this is five minutes. We're going to have some framed around hazard recognition. Yep. Does everyone know what we mean when we say hazard recognition? So for me, I, I kind of like a setting, not a precedent, but setting a tone maybe for what are we doing? Getting some, getting a little bit of discussion around it around, with the workers. Hey, what are you do you know what hazard recognition is? Do you, are you, you feel like you're actively doing it? Have you, was the last time you saw something? So I just kind of like a, what is that setting the tone? Maybe that's kind of my first, that's what I like. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it's a great opportunity to just make sure that we've got a, a subject and we do refresher training every month for, for our, our people. Um, and and again, it just prompts us to go out and and make sure we we refocus and refresh people on stuff. And I think a really important element of that refreshing length and is 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 actually why. So so something like hazard recognition, why is it important to actually be able to recognise and tell people about hazards? We often forget the why bit. We talk about what they are and how you report them and all the other stuff. But actually what we don't do is remind people about why why there's a value to people, why there's a value to an individual of, of, of looking for hazards. Yeah. I like that. And 
to me, one and one reason I really like that is because how often have you been in an organization? And I, I know I have where it's something that might not be as applicable of a topic to a, whatever, an office worker. It's more out on the floor in the construction. Some of the people that are spending more time in the office because they're not up on the scaffolding, you know, whatever. So then there is a relevancy and not everyone is really engaged in that topic. Whereas if it's something we all, because what happens when they leave the office and they walk through the floor one day and if they don't, if they weren't taking part or very actively involved in the, in that topic, let's say it was hash recognition. Oh, I see Jules up there on the, up there on a scaffolding. No, he's not tied off. Should he be? I don't know. Let's keep going. But I think that's something also important too, is when we, when we do this, keeping everyone in, involved in this, you might have to do different setups, but to me, that's something I think we, we underplay quite a bit. Well, I think, I think kind of tying into that subject, my, my, my number two then is, is actually leadership involvement. So actually we need leadership supporting this, talking about it, going out and coaching people when they're out on the shop floor, actually showing that, yeah, what we're talking about each month is important and it's, it's something that people need to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's great. And just because that, you know, we know health and safety is not the most exotic. Some things can be, depending on what your environment is. But I don't, I don't know whether it, I don't know whether exotic's the right word. I've got some rather dodgy images in my mind. I think maybe interesting or engaging. Well, you're, I'm thinking like exotic cars. I'm not going. You went a little x-rated force here but i understand i can relate to that so yes maybe we'll go with that um but if you think about it it's not a flashy all the time sometimes it can be it's not exciting yeah you know it, it can be but sometimes you do have the there's an element of mundane on certain aspects i think but it's how we contort that how we make that if it is something that seems kind of Oh, I gotta wear my poopy. Put it's hot. I gotta put my glove. You know, how do you spice it up to understand why does it matter? Why are we doing this? And I think that's something we also have to keep in mind when we're getting leadership involved. When we're doing these, because if you have monthly calendars and it's pretty much it, it can I think be repeatable. Just changing topics out. You know, where you have the quick toolbox talk, setting the stage, then you do a training, then you do something on hey. How do you, you know, whatever, but get to How do you do reporting? Maybe it's a lunch a month. I mean, let's be honest, bringing in a massive chicken nugget tray or something just to talk about it. I was going to go pizza. Well, you got to change it up. I like pizza. That's good too. But, you know. Well, I think I think you may be here on a good point there, which is you need to change up the lunch menu each month. You can't just do the same. Not chicken nuggets again is not something you want to hear. Yeah. We've got to we've got to mix it up in terms of the food. Yeah, mm, I think honestly that's it's not the regular pizza party. It's not the ice cream party. It's yeah. not that. Yeah, keep it. You even have themes for your food that coincides with whatever. But I think there is something 
I do think there's something to that. And because what we're trying to do in essence is if you have constant monthly topics, and again, it doesn't have to be harped on heavily. What we're in essence trying to do is integrating health and safety and everything. We're trying to what make safe operations just yeah. a part. So it's not just that safety culture, quote unquote, yeah. um, just trying to mix with everything else. And I think there is, you know, there is a reason we incident rates have gone down, but have plateaued, uh, SIFs, you know, fatalities, they've kind of, for the most part, they've plateaued, but they've gone up this year with this past uh, reference point a couple of years ago. So it's always the, the fluctuating. So what does that mean? You know, all that being said, it means that over the last 20 years, we've seen great improvements, but it also means that we are leveling off where they're here. You know, UK statistics are pretty similar of, of how they're looking and even in the broader EU and other regions. So it's that, what can we do differently? You know, and I, I think that's what we're trying to get across because so much discussion, you know, experts around human performance, around psychological safety, this and that, and getting engagement. But are we doing, and I think that's great, but I wonder, are we doing enough of the granular to really coincide with that? What do you think? Yeah, I think I think I think I like the idea of this because it's just that it's that it's that regular thing that people come to expect. It's not not some kind of new initiative. It would just be a regular thing. And if you get into a regular way of doing things, people get used to it and they 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 participate. And I think if you can make it fun, you do something like a, a lunch and learn with your chicken nuggets or your ice cream. Um, that engages people. I think you need to make sure that you've got some kind of coaching culture alongside that so that people are talking about it on the shop floor. And so if it slips, trips and falls, they might go and coach people around the way they're doing their job. And the other thing I was thinking is at the end of each month, you should have some kind of reflection and feedback and lessons learned from it as well. Um, so, and again, there could be some kind of gamification or rewards around that. So, Actually, if it's hazard recognition month, um, which teams reported the most hazards and have some kind of promotion, just promote the success of that team and, and what they've done. So whether there's some kind of prize aligned to it, I don't know. That's a decision for each organisation. Um, but at that that kind of, we don't just do it and then walk away and forget about it. We reflect back on actually what did we achieve from it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think, especially for that, I think you can also kind of turn a little bit and think of when we talk about that engagement pace, we're hitting a part, and we've been going over this for the last few years, you know, we talked about perfect storm of aging workforce, um, morbidities going up, costs going up, healthcare costs and other insurance but I think if you take a step at the beginning of that, and you'll see where I'm tying this in, when we try to figure out whether it be gamification, whether it be some type of whatever um, engagement drawing piece, as we're trying, ultimately what we're wanting to do is establish camaraderie, but then also, boom, there it is, camaraderie. But also 
how can we draw that and drive that engagement to varying demographics? And I think that is something that we struggle with because I don't know that there is a right answer to this yet. You know, I was reading, um, it was, I guess it was a day or so ago and I don't remember any statistics, so I'm going to mess it all up. But the premise was, uh, I think it was, it was either Apple or Facebook. Say we're already getting it messed up, but they unveiled some new virtual goggles or virtual reality goggles or something here recently. And I just remember seeing the headline that it was talking about how much these goggles were like, we're going to reduce low or younger people's communication. And I started thinking about that. And again, I didn't read it. It was one of those I saw it and I was just kind of like, I'll get it, read it later. Cause that is a little interesting to me because we already know younger generation have a massive problem with communication because they're so used to, and everyone, what I'm showing right now is my cell phone and the texting. And that's been proven that, you know, statistics have shown, research has shown there is a, there is a reduction in understanding how to have face-to-face communication, how to have that, even how to type out because it's all LOL, JKs, BOBs, BO, whatever. So if you think about that, and now you have something like this where younger workers, younger people, and then they're going to come into the workforce in the future, they start not having that communication. How do we bridge that when we have workers who are having to work older than they ever have for, or at least for a long period of time, whether it be from an economical standpoint or whatever, that's a big issue. And especially when we're trying to think, how can I talk health and safety to a 20 year old? And then I have a 75 year old and I'm in a serious construction or manufacturing or um, environment. I I think that's something that that's going to become a massive challenge. I do. do, Yeah. I do do think in terms of, I don't don't think it's even just safety. I think it's any business operation. I think you've got to think about, right. How do we, how do we communicate most effectively to the people who work for our organization? And I think, Sometimes I, 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 I've got a phrase that my old boss used to use, which is behavior breeds behavior. Um, and actually, I think one of, what a really important area of that is going and talking to people encourages them to talk back to you. So I think by choosing right how we're going to communicate and we're going to communicate face to face, that will change the perception of you as a safety professional um, because you've chosen to do that. So things like the sort of lunch and learns of getting people in a room together and actually talking to them massively has a massive effect because the danger is those other communication methods, they just don't have that impact. Um, And we've all got sucked into this way of life. I was talking to people within our team just the other day and, and we were talking about the best ways to communicate and their natural instinct is to go to an email. And and you say, well, actually, hang on a minute. Have you stop and think about emails? And have you ever not read an email? Have you ever misunderstood an email? Um, have you ever lost an email? Um, but also, just that voice tone, that body language, all that stuff that sh- that gives gives communication warmth is missing from messaging and, and emails. So, 
I think part of what we've got to do is, even if there are different generations in our businesses, think about right, what's the best way to communicate and 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 use that to to drive a change in 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 the sort of reaction that you're going to get from the people that you're trying to communicate with. Um, and if you're going to do things like safety moments, actually one of the key things is right, how do we how do we communicate? Yeah. Um, well, especially when you have that, I think that you're right. When you have a month, you can do different. The, 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 the danger of, if you have a month, the danger of messages is they just lose the impact and people stop reading them and people stop reacting to them. The, the human element is so important if you're going to do things like this, is, is actually just interact with people effectively. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I mean, going off at a bit of a tangent, I read a, read a, reading a, an article the other day and again I can't I'm, I'm going to be completely unscientific about this and not talk about any facts or well the only the only fact I'm going to give you is it was suggesting that the average human being has a has a shorter attention span than a goldfish now um, it's less than seven seconds um, and and you stop and think about it we've created a world haven't we with these communication devices um, called mobile phones and actually stop people from communicating effectively because we just we just so used to to either pinging a message out or sending an emoji whatever it might be or if you're one of my daughters you just read it and then don't reply to it so even if it warranted a reply even if it warrants a reply yeah um unless there's finance involved you don't get a reply with with children um but what what I'm saying is we've we've got to think right if that's the world we live in how do how do we do things differently so we don't get hamstrung or or hindered by it yeah no I agree that's well you know and I, I don't remember if we were doing this on a podcast I know you and I were talking about this in the last couple of weeks but I can recall when I was in I think it was maybe high school so you know twenty well, over twenty years ago it was they said out of a I think it was, it was either 50 minutes or an hour was kind of was the study at the time you anybody would pick up and it wasn't just like at my school that was kind of the I don't know if it was national or international but they would say out of an hour talk you would pick up the first three to five minutes the last three to five minutes and you might get something in the middle like a little piece but the rest of it was just I'm not gonna say wash but so if it was that way then, so you're looking at an hour and you say, let's let's be positive here and say 10 to 15 minutes were truly absorbed without having to go back and review. Now it's got to be less, just to your point. It, it's not even remotely. Yeah, when you look at the numbers, Langdon, for how much stuff people retain from being talked at, it, it, it's minimal. Even if it's a really engaging speaker, you might remember that that, that speaker was engaging but if somebody said, right, tell me the facts and figures, actually, it's it's amazing how little uh, how little you would uh, you would actually retain. Yeah, Langdon was pulling his his kind of dumber face there. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> so so I think if if we're going to run initiatives like this, where we're saying, right, every month we're going to have this this approach, we've got to think really carefully about, right, how do we launch it? How do we train people? How do we coach people? How do we have some kind of feedback loop that's effective and engaging and, and, and make sure that we, that we learn from each month. We don't just do it for the sake of doing it. 
And I think that's that's my issue with kind of safety months and all the other sort of initiatives that you see around different things is it becomes, yeah, it becomes this thing that we just do it every year because we started it. Um, so we just do it. I mean, how many how many years has National Safety Month been going? I don't know the answer to that. 20, 26 years or something? Is it that long? <laughs> I, I, I might be wrong there, but so so don't don't hold me to that. But it's it's a long time. Why do we need to keep doing that? Yeah. When does it become the? It's the annual, the fifty eighth annual safety month. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, bunch of old people hanging around talking about safety because they've always done it. Yeah, we've done it for the last fifty years, so we'll keep doing it. Yeah, and I think that's a that actually is a really good point also because then it's the whole what is driving it and why are we doing it and and on the flip side it, it's that and it is a fine line right of making it fresh making it worthwhile and not just being what's our theme of the month here we go you know, the theme of the month is blah it's blah you know it's and I think that's what I like about it is it's it is that differential that if if we can figure out how to make it not just the oh it's Christmas here we go light light safety winter safety what do we get you know mix it up just to try to make it because there there is it's and you're always going to have some people that look at it from the redundancy negative aspect um not wanting that adverse effect but just the ah here we go i'll tell you what we could we could ask and um, it is actually for people who are listening to this pod hopefully there's at least a couple of people out there listening to this podcast um let's 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 go optimistic let's go for two um but for our 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 two regular listeners um be great if you could just put in the comments wherever you're listening to the pod. Um, maybe what some of those monthly subjects could be, because it'd be. It's, I think it's great to get real world thoughts in terms of what should we be talking about, and maybe something a bit different to the the classical. Let's talk about slip trips and falls because that's the number one thing, and everybody always talks about it. Yeah. Um, what are the other things that we we could be using as monthly subjects? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea. We could almost leave it there, couldn't we, Langdon? We could almost It's on it's on you, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll turn it over to our, our audience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the podcast. It's I turn it to you, Joel's, and the rest of the audience to put up some perspective. And then we could say that and maybe talk about it in the next next pod. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Well, what do you think? I feel like we've about at our time for the day. Yeah, I think we've just about battered the life out of not having annual months, but let's just do it all the time. Yeah, just keep it fresh. Yeah, but keep it fresh. Think about how you're going to communicate, get leadership involved, um, but just have a focus, have a have a monthly focus. Yeah. Well, and, and the pod has included your two favorite words, hasn't it? Camaraderie and ice cream knocked it out of the park there we go well everyone we do appreciate your time once again we look forward to hopefully hearing some of your perspectives and also i think even 
mention if you've had trouble doing this or if you've had good success doing it because what i mean really what we what we know what we realize is what's good for one organization might not be good for another but there might be little pieces that are and i think as you go about you know put that let's learn from one another and try to grow together and also as you're going about your days let's watch each other's back out there stay safe everyone everyone really appreciate you tuning into this episode of two bald guys talking safety please follow and subscribe to wherever you stream your favorite podcast or visit us at evotix.com and if you want to see how follically challenged we really are come and check us out on youtube if you've got value from the podcast please go to apple podcasts and in the review section of this podcast if you could leave us a review or a rating that would be great and as always everyone while you're going about your days and about your normal lives stay safe out there and watch each other's back